every aspect of your life, the 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 way that you feel and the way and the the way that you even meditate, the way that you transcend and the way that you relate to other people and uh, whether or not you have children or don't have children or get along with your children or don't or have romance or have financial security or what any and every aspect even even just whether you appreciate the the world around you from a happy perspective or from some other perspective yeah they are all affected by every by the, by all of these different transformations yeah absolutely yeah that counts for all of us right uh, it does um, but one's all of one's um, instincts would tell you well it would have been really easy for me to take that other decision or that other path or to say no when I said yes or say yes when I said when I said no it would have been easy to do I, I, it's you know and I think of the implications of, of, of everything that would have followed and I think to myself well how did I wind up here mm -hmm. um, as opposed to something that I perceive to be better yeah <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I mean, if if I if we take Marishi's admonition literally, um, and if we take the cosmic plan, uh, you know, as just that, uh, that that each of us, in a sense, is simply um, a, a, a microcosm of the cosmic plan. Mm -hmm. uh, if we take that literally, then it means, you know, anything and everything down to the smallest detail that got me sitting in front of the computer right now talking to you um, is part of that cosmic thing. Absolutely. And I, I personally, personally believe that also. Yeah. It's a kind of belief, eh? a kind of because it's uh, I cannot prove it I cannot verify it but uh, yeah it mounts to faith in this uh, if the, also the I came across a passage in the Ramayana I read once the Ramayana also in Purusha there it is also said that the future is fixed the future cannot be altered <laughs> I remember an uh, expression, literally, the future cannot be altered. So everything is fixed. Also in Ramayana, so and Maharshi says it, and also other uh, uh, other uh, traditions of wisdom, eh? they also are convinced that predestination is really uh, there and not only in the 10 20 or 70 percent but in 100 yeah. percent i came uh, got accustomed to this idea and it feels very good does it not well if you i think that if you completely embrace it 
Mm -hmm. Genau. Then you feel free. <laughs> you feel, yes. Then, then there is nothing, there is no reason to feel regret. There is right. no reason to worry because it's all happening uh, according to the cosmic plan. Exactly. And that's the whole idea that we get to this uh, viewpoint. He also said one of these same nights there, uh, he said also a, a shocking thing, uh, Maharshi just said, uh, enlightenment is nothing but an intellectual conviction. Hey, I thought that is remarkable. He al also always spoke about states of consciousness, eh? and we all we understand these states of consciousness very well, but then he said it's nothing other than an intellectual, not even intuitive, but an intellectual conviction. That were his words. I uh, was very uh, alert. Yeah? And uh, all the time when Marsh spoke, I was very alert, I think, to get clues. Yeah? Like, like you, you want to know everything and understand everything. Yeah? And so, uh, that, uh, so and this is uh, this viewpoint that you say that uh, you come to the conclusion, albeit only on an intellectual basis, like on the basis of Jyotish. Yeah? The fact that astrology works, if you study it well, and uh, not only the Vedic astrology works, but also the, the uh, tropical astrology, yeah? which they do in the West. Yeah? And the Chinese astrology works, I have enough experience that that system is also perfect, it's amazing. And then there's this, uh, uh, different kinds of... Huh? You said the... Chinese. What did you call that? Uh, the Chinese astrology, that it is perfect. Perfect. Uh, really uh, adequate. I recognize myself very much in uh, the dragon eh? and uh, it's also an ascendant based on two hours of the day uh, you get an ascendant and uh, with the people that I have checked it, it makes very much sense. My wife is uh, more familiar with this Chinese uh, astrology than I am but I know enough of it that it's amazingly correct. So just to confirm that, yes, it seems uh, even on an intellectual grounds you must come to this conclusion that uh, if this time and place of birth is so, uh, so well uh, recognizable in everyone's life, then, uh, this cannot, then there cannot be any room for... Uh, or accidents, or they coincidences, eh? that would be illogical. There, there, so there, that would mean that there are no mistakes. Yes, no mistakes, that's right. You can make a, you can make a mistake by doing something foolish and, and blowing one of your hands off. Yeah. But that too is part of the cosmic the plan. Yeah, in which karma, uh, individual karma and collective karma, all these different levels of karma is involved, eh? which uh, the Bhagavad Gita says it is uh, unfathomable, we cannot uh, check it, we cannot fathom uh, the depth, eh? we cannot uh, find reasons to uh, 
why this is happening now. It's too deep, but um, but the karma. I also believe that there is this universal law yeah, of justice. It's actually a law of justice, and yeah, this karma. If you do something, you get it back. Yeah? And that is also incorporated in this amazingly uh, un, un, unimaginable uh, uh, holistic system which the human mind cannot uh, penetrate. Huh? So in other words, although there there is at least the appearance, if I understand what you're saying about karma, that there is a function, I mean, you seem to be saying that there is a cause and effect, but it's really it's really a sequence of events that, that has such total inevitability that it's not as if you could decide otherwise and create a different effect. Um, yeah, and also, yes, we can say so, but only in retrospect. The, the, the main thing out of this philosophy of predestination, the main thing that we should deduce out of it is that we are completely free. <laughs> and that is a kind of paradox, eh? because Maharshi made it also very clear that is that is the main thing, uh, Jonathan, to uh, realize eh? that uh, predestination is one thing that is uh, all pervading and uh, unfailingly there in every detail. But at the same time, Maharshi was uh, clearly explaining. At the same time, we can be. We, we are absolutely free to do what we like. It sounds as a paradox, but it is, uh, it's not a uh, contradiction. It's only a paradox. It's only a seemingly contradiction. Eh? When we analyze this whole structure of predestination and free will, which I did in the, these books, now also on German, available, <laughs> uh, then you see that these two things, they don't bite each other. They are integrated, they go hand in hand. They are two sides of the same coin, Maharshi was saying. And life is a composite, didn't I write this in this uh, essay? Life is a composite of 100% predestination within, within 100% free will. Or the other way around is also true. It's a composite of 100% free will within 100% <laughs> predestination. Now, our intellect must get used to this paradox. And when we understand the paradox, we feel good. <laughs> we feel free. Now, I, I think if you completely uh, embrace the paradox at the level of being, Mm -hmm. You are probably enlightened, or in some respect. Yes. Well, I guess I always interpreted that, and I don't want to go off into a philosophical discussion, but, but I always interpreted that to mean that from the human perspective, it's 100% free will. From the divine perspective, from the cosmic perspective, it's 100% Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it, yeah. That's also a way how I put it. 
seen from above, from a zoomed out perspective, I call it in these books, uh, you see that everything is fixed. Uh, but uh, on this uh, horizontal level, we can be very happy with our freedom because, as Marcy calls that, uh, the freedom is the greatest gift, the free will, even. The free will is the greatest gift of God to man, eh? as he says in the Bhagavad Gita. And then he explains what free will actually is. Did you get uh, this uh, definition? It's very satisfying to me. He made a very uh, clear definition. Free will means the, the, uh, the what is in English? The uh, exercise of the will in the state of freedom. Therefore, it is called free will. The exercise, execution of the will in a state of freedom. That is free will. And this freedom is what we ourselves are. Eh? This uh, consciousness is absolutely free. Right? We are free. That is the main thing. We are absolutely free. Because we are, ultimately speaking, we are Brahman. Eh? We are God. We are the one who made this uh, crazy plan. Ultimately speaking. Eh? We, not uh, John and Franz, but uh, the essence of John and the essence of Franz, which is the same thing, namely cosmic consciousness, eh? that is uh, the master of this whole plan. So ultimately everything goes according to everyone's plan. Because it's our plan. Although we, are, we have forgotten what our plan is, but it is, was and will ever be <laughs> our plan. And, and, and this philosophy, this philosophizing that we do in accepting, getting peace with this insight into the predestination, that uh, embracing this fact, you can call it a fact that everything is predestined, that uh, automatically generates a sense of infinite, uh, absolute freedom, because uh, whatever you do, it is already uh, predestined anyway. So don't worry. Huh? Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, if you do something that results in catastrophe, yeah, <laughs> like Bush, eh? the Bush. Like Bush Jr. was doing, eh? this uh, Iraq bombardment of Iraq is a real catastrophe. Eh? Not only individual catastrophe, but the whole world. The whole world is, has this trouble with this ISIS and uh, all these things. Is uh, yeah, uh, we can cause it's the cause sort of back uh, into this uh, that they put out uh, Saddam Hussein. Eh? Uh, if they let this strong man, this dictator in place, then uh, these ISIS people would have no chance, eh? would have not been generated anyway. So indeed, everything that we do has uh, consequences. And if we do something stupid, then it has painful consequences. If we do something intelligent, it has pleasant consequences. So Marcia was saying, life actually is very simple. Eh? <laughs> Just, uh, just these two things we uh, have to know. If you do something, um, uh, you violate the laws of nature, then the laws of nature 
they start to damage you, your structure, body, mind and soul. If you support, if you favor natural law, natural law will favor you. Also a quote eh, of Marcy was often saying this. And so that's all we need to do. And therefore, getting in tune with ourselves, eh, becoming uh, more and more relaxed. The beauty of this thing, to make it more practical, is the only thing we have to do is become uh, totally relaxed. And uh, then we are ourselves. And then when we are ourselves, when we realize ourselves, when we experience our true self, our Atma, eh, then we indeed feel free. And then we indeed feel happy. Happy and free. Freedom and happiness is the same thing. Eh, we cannot be happy without feeling free. You cannot feel free without this sense of happiness. It's the same thing. Freedom, happiness, same thing. Eh? So, and that is the nature of the Atma. Happiness, freedom, eh? so, Satchit Ananda, remember, eh? this absolute bliss consciousness, that is the Self. Yeah? So, yeah, and I, I mean, again, you know, you, you uh, do things that are um, damaging or, or, or in, in some way um, contradict the laws of nature and you are penalized yeah. in some way that you experience as pain or suffering in life. Yeah. Um, but pulling back to the cosmic perspective, each of those decisions, however minute they may be, or great they, or huge they may be, is part of the cosmic plan. Yeah. And to finalize this train of thoughts, and the, the, the goal of the cosmic plan, the plan has a, has a goal, eh? has a vision, it's, uh, it's an intelligent plan. And the plan is to liberate all the living beings, eh? to bring the living beings to happiness. That is the purpose of the plan, that is the direction in which it goes. So the suffering that is uh, experienced underway, eh? we are all underway, the whole mankind is underway to this uh, goal of the cosmic plan, namely heaven on earth. Yeah, we are still at the beginning, still very childish, very rude, very cruel, very stupid, very stupid, short-sighted, uh, egotistic, and uh, what not. Eh? I, uh, every day I notice that it is worse than I thought. Since many years I read the newspapers and I see it is really worse than I was thinking. Yeah, All the corruption on all the levels. Eh? And the deceit and the uh, it's, uh, and, uh, misuse of power and uh, it's very deep. So, but uh, all this is and the suffering that is resulting from all these mistakes seen on the horizontal plane. Eh? Uh, this uh, all these mistakes create suffering. But the suffering is not as the churches would interpret it as a kind of punishment. No, it is just a, a, a mechanism of nature 
Marshall was saying, it's a mechanism, very benevolent mechanism of Mother Nature, a slap of Mother Nature, to put us on the right track, on the way to happiness again. And stop uh, exerting and ex exhausting ourselves on this path of uh, inefficient living, eh? inadequate living, that is very uh, tiring and uh, painful. And costs lots of energy, makes many damages. If we uh, keep on doing all these mistakes, we suffer. But this suffer is just there so that we learn, we learn from our mistakes. That is the idea. Uh, so that we um, become more and more able to fine-tune, to tune in to what, uh, to the cosmic plan, actually. If we are in harmony with the cosmic plan, we are on a highway to happiness. And then there is this minimum suffering. Then, then only the suffering resulting from uh, old karma <laughs> is uh, we have to reckon then, eh? from maybe a hundred or a thousand, or thousand lives ago, that karma can still come. Eh? But uh, at least we are not creating new bad karma. So, um, what would be the mechanism that is available to us to help us stop making those mistakes and especially to stop repeating? Yes. Yeah, then there are many, many um, therapeutic devices are there. Eh? Meditation is only one of them. And then, uh, and on the, we can do this. Uh, we should do also some physical training, some asanas or some uh, exercise eh? to keep the body fit. When uh, then, then the mind remains also uh, in this better shape. So and then uh, maybe we have to. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, we have to maybe, I'm thinking uh, these days personally, we have to stop eating meat and uh, because that is also creating a lot of uh, bad karma for us, for ourselves. Eh? Uh, yeah, and many other things. We have to stop uh, exploiting uh, the nature with, and we have to stop this uh, carbon dioxide uh, uh, expelling. Eh? There's on all the levels, there's so much which we have to improve. And we have to be, uh, love is another thing. Uh, uh, we have to be, uh, when we are happy, we automatically are loving. Uh? So we have to see, uh, Maharshi said, we have to be happy and that's all. No shrinking of hearts, no shrinking of minds, always fabulously open and joyful. <laughs> So we have to decide, Marshi once said. It, happiness is just a decision. And it's also a good thing that, uh, that I, I took very deep in my heart. Happiness is a decision, decision. We have to be happy and that's all. No shrinking of hearts, no shrinking of minds, always fabulously open and joyful. Marshi's words, which I found very good. <laughs> well. It's also a thing that you can, we can decide to be happy, eh? and each time worrying creeps in, we can also 
uh, sort of rejected. Well, of course, everything that Maharishi said, um, I, 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 I always believed, but I also understood that it was Maharishi speaking the truth from his perspective, that, that what is true for him um, is, and, and he was, I think, quite clear that truth is different in different states of consciousness. Yeah. So, we, we touched on this last time, that, that, that one, uh, Marshi wanted us to avoid making a mood of happiness or yeah, yeah. enlightenment or, yeah. uh -huh. you know, or, or, or having the intellectual certainty of yeah. enlightenment. Yeah. Because if, if, if at the level of your consciousness, at the level of your being, uh, you are churning with, uh, you know, the mortal uh, human emotions yeah. and you are you are have not transcended those those uh, weaknesses. Yeah. Then you can try all you want. Yeah. Uh, happy and loving, <laughs> and, and you're, you know, it's better. I suppose it's better to try than not to try. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's all you can say. And it's also good to have this vision of uh, the ideal. So the only thing, the only reason why you think you are in a position that actually is not ideal is already a very good sign. Eh? It shows that uh, in your mind you have a connection with the ideal. So like you can imagine uh, to have uh, that this beautiful planet is heaven on earth to make a big jump eh? and you see uh, where it all uh, falls short. That is a very good uh, state of uh, consciousness already. Eh? If you start to see that everything is wrong. Politics is wrong, religion is wrong, education is wrong, the diets are very wrong, especially in America. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and the, the fishery is wrong, the agriculture is wrong, everything is thoroughly wrong. Eh? So, but that, we can agree, eh? you agree eh? with uh, all I say, eh? I do. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, uh, we can be very happy with the fact that we can see that, because it shows we are connected to a kind of standard, which is uh, relating to the, the perfection. We can still sense the perfection, we can have, we are in touch with, with God's, thinking with God's plan and we know what we have to improve and so only when we have this vision at all we can ever hope that it will ever uh, we will ever get there eh? I always like to say in uh, meetings that if uh, we have never heard of Paris then we probably never end up there only when you have heard of Paris and it is a very nice city and if you have a map, and if you know which road leads to Paris, then one day you might get there. 
And it's like that with the uh, ideal state. We all want to be happy. Every living creature has only one big desire. We are motivated by happiness in everything that we do or not do, right? It's also a very good uh, point. Uh, the deepest motivation in everything that any human being or animal or plant or virus or amoebae, bacteria, whatever a living creature does, it does so in, uh, in the hope or the conviction or the belief that it will make him happier, feel better. That's why people start smoking. They think they will gain something good feelings from them and when they stop smoking also they do that because they are convinced that it's better for them and that is just an example uh, it, it, uh, see i just tell you a few things uh, how i uh, personally got out of this uh, uh, this world of mistakes, uh, the, the main concepts that I was cherishing uh, all these years and that made me rise above problems, so to speak, personally and create uh, yeah, pretty much heavenly state uh, for myself at least although I am very well aware of the horrors that are everywhere abundant eh? But one, one, this, this, this effect that you can see that everything is wrong. And we should uh, be very happy with this. Eh? And uh, maybe I should put it another way. When I was young, I also saw that the whole mankind is on a on a false road, eh? leading to destruction. Eh? I was. You, I, I'm sure you know this uh, record of Barry McGuire. Yes, rock <laughs> <Is>, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you you knew this thing. Yeah, I was playing this often, and uh, was was uh, I was very much agreeing. So, but then uh, I was uh, myself getting depressed and aggressed and uh, anxious. Eh? All these bad emotions, eh? uh, fear, aggression, depression. As a young man, 19, 20, 21, eh? and. Uh, because I saw this, all, that we are all going in the wrong direction. But and then I, I was hitting rock bottom, and then I started TM. And then uh, the process started, and it is still going on. I see more and more clearly what is wrong, and how much is wrong, how deep it is wrong, and where is the, uh, where is the rub, so to speak, eh? Where is the shoe aching? Yeah? Where is the, the crucial points of the, all these wrongdoings? Yeah? In, the, in the banking system, money system, yeah? for instance, that is a big uh, evil. This whole uh, financial system that is enslaving all the politics. Yeah? Are you aware of it also? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Goldman Sachs, sixty uh, percent of the senators, they have, uh, they have been working in the Goldman Sachs. I have read, I have heard, and they are revolving doors between uh, members of parliament, senate, senators, and and the Goldman Sachs uh, institutes or other banks also. 
Also, that is, uh, uh, that is only uh, an example. Eh? But now I see, I only wanted to say that now I can see much better than 40 years ago what is all wrong, but personally I don't suffer anymore. And that is, uh, that is the uh, good thing. Eh? I, I, I realized I was projecting my own frustrations on the world. Some uh, wise man told me this, and it was a shock to me to hear, but uh, I, uh, he was right. Eh? And now when I, I cleared up my own uh, rubbish, to some percent, not 100%, but at least some, the rubbish is gone, the main junk is gone, then uh, I started to feel happy and uh, even much clearer can see that everything is wrong, but no more personal suffering is there, or hardly. And that is, you can also get. If well, you on that subject, yes. uh, what, what, um, what do you see in my chart? Mm -hmm. uh, in, you know, the, the, for certainly, let, let's say, uh, for the next few years, or from now, uh, I guess I have another 10 years in the current dasha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I have it here, in front. So, yeah, the... Yeah, 2025, 20, eh, Jupiter is starting, yeah? Yes. That is... Mm. So you are still in the Rahu. That is a uh, time, that's an uh, interesting time uh, relating to this uh, whole topic because Rahu is the significator eh, of the predestination, by the way. Eh? Rahu signifies the predestination. Rahu on an individual level means when you are in the Rahu Dasha, you uh, gradually become clear of your personal um, life goal, your life plan starts to become very clear. Just to put in simple words, then you become clear about what you actually is your personal life purpose, what you are doing here on this planet, what can you accomplish on this planet. Uh, and that you are in the middle of that process. Let me go back to the chart. Uh, uh, yeah, so that is uh, the Rahu Madasha started, let me check, in 2007, eh? yes, so you about 8 years, of the 18 years, yeah, congratulations, you are, and Rahu is in Taurus, albeit he is in the very beginning of Taurus, eh? 0 degrees 21 minutes, eh? Did you see this? Uh, no, go ahead. It stands uh, exactly on the edge again, uh, between Aries and Taurus. Like the Ascendant is uh, approaching it from one side, and Rahu is coming back to Aries from the other side. It is located in, 
in, in, in Taurus, but it's coming back, anyway, it goes retrograde, eh? so it's coming into Aries. So uh, the ascendant, anyway, is very close to uh, Aries, only uh, less than one degree apart. And that is a very important uh, feature of your horoscope. If your whether your horoscope is uh, Mesha Lagna or Vrishab, uh, Taurus Lagna, one thing is certain: you have the Rahu conjunct with the ascendant, right? Janus can follow me. Yeah. So Rahu stands for that you. Uh, that you, your life purpose is one to, to yeah, to realize yourself, to be, to develop your personality, and to become independent, emotionally independent of uh, of each and everything. Eh? To realize yourself means you become free, also and independent from uh, from from things. Eh? So, this, um, and so you are now in the Rahu period and therefore you speak to me because Rahu has everything to do with astrology. Rahu is the indicator of astrology because it's the locomotive that pulls us to the future. Eh? It brings us to our plan. It makes us aware of our plan, what we want to do, what we are here for to do. So that uh, for sure you can uh, count on it that in these uh, 10, 11 more years uh, you become more and more clear what you want to accomplish and what you can accomplish. It has somehow to do also with this, mm, you want to become aware of your resources. I want to get back to your picture again. Resources. The second house is resources that we have. Eh? And so uh, the means of of gaining this independence you do by, by use making use of your inborn talents. And you are discovering in the Rahu period what kind of resources, what kind of talents you have. What kind of finances you have. Uh, it's also the house of finance. You want to be financially independent right maybe you have always uh, strived for uh, financial independence is that correct yeah yeah that is and then it is only enhanced eh, in the Rahu Dasha but it is more than only financial the financial as you know is only a means eh, to an end and the end is to be free to do what you want and uh, to do what you want, you must realize eh, what it is that you want. So, and that is uh, sorting itself out now. That is the cosmic purpose of this uh, Rahudasha, of everybody's Rahudasha, is gradually becoming clear of what you really want. Yeah. Does this and, make and sense? Yes, and, and, and the time frame. Uh, is there any more specific time frame than the next 10 years? Yeah, the under periods, like you recently started from uh, Rahu Saturn to Rahu Mercury eh, on the 12th or 14th of July this year, 
Mercury sub-period started, eh? which, uh, see, uh, you came to me in Rahu Saturn, and I can tell you, Jonathan, uh, about a quarter of the person who come for me, to me as uh, for a consultation, they are in Rahu Saturn or in Saturn Rahu. And uh, that is uh, a bit uh, hard time, always difficult time. Uh, Rahu Saturn, it can uh, be full of uh, disappointments and uh, sudden changes, unexpected changes, and uh, you don't usually, people don't feel good in Rahu Saturn. I have also gone through this not so long ago, and my wife also. And uh, it's, uh, so you, the good news is that Rahu Mercury then uh, feels already much lighter, right? And you said it is, I guess you can see more, some lightness coming to your life? A little bit. Very nice. It see, now there is something very uh, remarkable, the case, with your Mercury. Did you notice it is exactly conjunct with the Sun? Uh, no, but go ahead. Yeah, it is a very remarkable thing, because uh, normally uh, it is not. Eh? Only, uh, see, the Sun's disk is about a half a degree. And so when, uh, and the position uh, that you see in the horoscope, your Sun is... Uh, 19 degrees 31 minutes and the mercury is 19 degrees 34 minutes so it is three minutes one twentieth of a degree next to the center of the sun see this position that is given for the sun is the center of the sun eh? 19 degrees 31 minutes so, but uh, the disk of the sun is uh, 15 minutes to one side and 15 minutes on the other side. Your Mercury was standing right next to the middle of the sun. It had, had gone beyond the, the... It has one gone uh, beyond the middle of the sun and now it's coming back towards the middle of the sun. Right. Amazing. And this happens only... Uh, yeah, three times a year or so, eh? or something like two, three times a year. This, uh, mm, and it's so close. And there's a special name for this. It's called Casimi. Your Mercury is Casimi. Casimi. Yeah, probably have never heard of it. It's a technical term, Casimi. And that means that the, uh, the nature of the sun and the nature of the Mercury, the intellect and the self, and the sun is the self, and also the ego. The ego has its basis, uh, derives its uh, sense of I from the self. Eh? So the sense of I, the ego, the self, and the intellect, they are absolutely the same thing, you can say, in your case. It's a rare thing. Practically speaking, means that See that Mercury is retrograde also. Yeah, it, uh, it means you are born 
or begins, yeah, if we don't accept this uh, certainty about you are born for this or that, we can put it in a mild fashion. We can say, if you go for self-knowledge, then you will feel very happy and be very successful. In other words, you are born to think of yourself and to, yeah, and of, of course, uh, transcend the thinking and realize the self. So uh, many Purushas were having this thing also, more than uh, statistically uh, normal. Eh? You can imagine, because the, these are people that are uh, thinking about the self. So, and you want to merge in the self, you want to identify with the self. Even pure intellectually, you can, when you do so, eh, it is very successful and very healthy to do so. On a pure intellectual grounds, you feel certain. This, this expression that I used earlier, uh, enlightenment is nothing but an intellectual conviction is actually made for you, for people who have Casimi Mercury. Enlightenment is nothing but an, nothing is nothing but an intellectual conviction. If you if you think about yeah, and, and I, uh, I'm suddenly thinking of I have something very good uh, for you which you um, would love, I think. But there is also a reaction. I would like to react to what you said earlier that uh, that knowledge is different in different states of consciousness, eh? and the uh, one truth is see one time I was in a small group with Maharshi, about uh, yeah, sixty people in Vlodrop again, and then. Uh, he made a strong point. I, I still see him. I was sitting just two meters, three meters away from him. He raised his finger and he said, it's very important for you what he said there. He said, I'm so happy to pass this on to you. He said, yes, for the people on the streets, we say, come on, there are seven states of consciousness. One, two, three, four, five, seven. But in our family, no more seven states. Consciousness is only one. Literally, Mahashi, with great emphasis, he was really uh, refuting and really rebuking someone. I don't remember exactly why, but he said, No more in, uh, in our family, no more seven states. I thought it's very interesting. Consciousness is only one. So, that is, it's only for the people in the street we say, come on, there are seven states of consciousness. Very, very interesting. Don't you think, Jonathan? Do you like this, what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, 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 again, I mean, it's sort of, uh, um, it's circular in a sense because Maharishi was again speaking from his respect his knowledge and he was saying to us yeah. when we say these things we are speaking to a different level of knowledge now I'm speaking to you from my level of knowledge and I am telling you consciousness is only one which, which is really the Advaita yes. 
which you should adopt, uh, Jonathan. Absolutely nothing else than Vedanta will suit you. Only Vedanta will do you good. All the rest is, is nonsense, is uh, half-truth, one-third truth. It is, uh, see, the truth is an interesting thing. Eh? Uh, ultimately, there's, uh, there is an ultimate truth, eh? which we all should know. And that is uh, what we are hinting at, eh? that we are consciousness. Eh? And uh, so the sooner we adopt this viewpoint, the better it is. Even if we don't experience it, but we will start to experience it when we start to adopt this truth. And then we start to see the truth of it more and more and more. Got it? Uh. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Yes, but now we know uh, we have a, a direction for our thinking, speaking and action. We have a guideline. Right. Well, and, and I, think, uh, I think that I took that guideline from Marshi going a long way back. I, I, mm. I think, I, think I, I understood that. Very good. Uh, it didn't stop me from meandering off the path and, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in one way or another, uh, creating situations that resulted in uh, discomfort and uh, suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one hopes that if you, uh, if you live that reality, uh, of just consciousness, just one unity, um, that you, you that there may still be karma. Yes. At least your decision making and your day to day experience of life will be infused with bliss and joy, and mm -hmm. you don't have to suffer. Yeah. But the circumstances will remain uh, pleasant and unpleasant, problematic and easy, painful and pleasurable. But we don't uh, mind too much these outer circumstances anymore. And that is also what nature wants us to realize. So that is the freedom is found when we stop uh, looking too much at uh, these circumstances that uh, are causing you this and this sensations eh, and uh, difficulties, pain. Uh, but within these same situations, we can uh, hold on to the self. Marshi was using this expression, eh? hold on to the self. So always go back to the self. And and so uh, we don't identify too much, we don't look too much at the concrete situations. Uh, what much more important is our, our state of consciousness. And if we are somehow managed to feel good, to feel free, to feel happy, somehow, this should be the first focus, first. 
focused. Eh? Follow your bliss, he also said. Eh? Follow your bliss. Eh? Being happy is of the utmost importance, he was saying. Eh? Uh, everything uh, go is... So if we are somehow managing to find that inner state, which are it's just the real self, then these outer circumstances don't matter so much. And then you don't regret, because you're, that is the independence you are searching for in the Raho period, becoming independent of outer circumstances. That is it. Because they will always be uh, less than ideal for the time being. Eh? It's, it's, we are not yet in Sadhyuga long ago. So these circumstances will always be uh, will suck, huh? <laughs> to speak yeah. it in an American way. But we should not mind these things so much. Um, well, well, one last thought um, on this subject: the uh, you know the process of getting to that place of independence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I am. I will be this fall. I will be sixty-eight years old. Yes, good. And uh, you know, I, I will be seventy-eight by the time Rahu is over and I get into Jupiter. Yes. Um, is there any indication in the chart of, you know, I think of these things, yes, on the one hand, it only takes a moment to transform one's awareness, uh -huh. but it might take many years for you to get to the point of transformation. So, does the chart give any indication of whether I have uh, enough longevity to get there? Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's, in this respect, good news. Eh? The fact that you have two benefits in the 8th house, Venus and Jupiter, Two best, uh, the, the, the best planets, eh? the, 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 the Saumya Grahas, the uh, pleasant, the agreeable planets, the positive planets. Eh? Venus and Jupiter are located in the 8th house. And the 8th house is uh, indicative of our longevity, right? So, uh, the, uh, that is a very good sign. Venus and Jupiter in the 8th house is the best sign for a long, long life and a very smooth death. Eh? When the death comes, it is very smooth, very easy, very beautiful, very enjoyable, very peaceful. Eh? Venus is uh, peace, harmony, Jupiter is wisdom. So that is indicative of the way we die and the, the, the ayu, the lifespan, eh? is indicated all by the 8th house. If you have the... Venus and Jupiter there, it's a very good sign. In the Jupiter period, see, in the Rahu period, you are sorting out your mind. Rahu is very mental thing, eh? it's the intellect, the mind, and uh, so uh, you become clear of what you want to do. And in the Jupiter period, you are absolutely clear, and there's no more searching. Eh? Then you are only 78. These days, uh, People are living uh, 
pretty well with 78 still. Eh? I, uh, the father of my wife is uh, 88, he becomes in October. He's uh, as dynamic as I am. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and you are not overweight, it's very good. That is, uh, looks very good. See, the, the Lord of the Eighth House is uh, Mars, eh? and, uh, or this Pluto also. And uh, they are in the fourth house, and they are expected also, even by Jupiter. It's also a good sign. Eh? Let me see, Mars, uh, Jupiter is 10 degrees, and the Pluto is 21. And the Mars is 26, and the Moon is 22. So, what longevity? That looks very good then. But uh, it's a very good uh, omen. It's a very good sign that you have this. Uh, two benefits in the 8th house and the Lord of the 8th house is also not expected by, by Jupiter and the fact that Saturn is conjunct with the, with the Mars is also not bad because Saturn stands for old age eh? for it's Saturn stands for longevity so it's all not bad so you and you, what you were just saying was that you know the Rahu period is the sorting out, and the Jupiter period is the kind of the resolution, the, the time of, of of clarity. Yeah, the fruits, uh, the fruits of this search, uh, they, they fall, and uh, you come into uh, peaceful and easy streaming waters. Uh, the the Rahu can be rough can be full of surprises and uh, bendings, unexpected, and you don't know uh, what is uh, going on. And the, 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 the basic vibration uh, of Rao is uh, that you do your research, you do research, research, you try and error, trial and error, and you, you try out everything and you keep what fits you. Yeah? So everything is allowed, so to speak, with Rahu. It's wild. Eh? It's also incarnating. Eh? Rahu helps you incarnate more into the earthly plane. So uh, also be not afraid, but always hold on to the self. Say to yourself, I am, I, am, uh, I, 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 I am in this world, but not of this world. Eh? It's also a thing that we should always always uh, repeat sort of as an affirmation like Jesus was saying eh? I'm in this world but not of this world meaning that uh, there is literally the soul is not from this world has nothing to do with the world the body is made from earthly material but the soul is uh, it's a divine uh, it has rather to do with the stars eh? and, and with the cosmos as such but it has everything to do with the stars, and the sun, and the other stars. The souls, they have also a time span, they are also born and they also die. Also the souls are not eternal. And Buddha was right when he said this. 
Marcy was not so explicit about it, but uh, but souls they also have uh, development. The souls there are some young souls and there are some ripe and wise souls. That uh, shows that there is a development. And uh, Marcy once said, yeah, when, uh, that the soul is not uh, immortal. Only the self is immortal. Uh, we are not the soul. The soul is also one of the bodies that we have. Like this earthly body is a body with which we can uh, express ourselves and experience things on this planet. And but the soul, as a light body, can ex express itself and experience things in the in the worlds of light, eh? in the heavenly spheres, which are around the stars. And so, uh, and then, uh, then you can compete with the universe. Marshi once said. Who uh, lives longer, the universe or you as a soul, before you drop it? Because like we have to drop this body sooner or later, and we'll continue for some million or billion years in the in this, this light bodies, yeah, more perfect than these earthly bodies, yeah, more perfect because they are more nearer to the self, more refined, and more heavenly, yeah, more uh, perfect more ideal than the earthly bodies. The earthly body is always some aching here. Right? I'm 62, I start to experience it clearly. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets worse. Difficulty with this arm for a few days. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> but uh, these light bodies are even of a higher technology, yeah? better constructed, they can live a million, billion years. Maharishi was joking once, you can compete with the universe, which one lives longer. And then you give up, when you give up the soul, then all the Lesha Vidya uh, is, uh, is eliminated. And then only we become completely one with the self. Huh? Okay. As if all the embodiments, we have seven layers, body, mind and soul, eh? but they are actually there are seven layers. So if we have all given this up, then we are one with the self, one with God, because the God is nothing but the self eh? of all beings. So we should, uh, yeah, I, I always remind myself day and night of this truth, and I don't mind which state of consciousness I'm in, I just uh, focus on what is true. What I know to be true, and that is also very good advice for you. Just go, forget about these seven states of consciousness, like Maharshi was suggesting to us as governors, and go with what you know is true. This is, I'm speaking now for the chart, eh, for this conjunction of uh, Mercury and the Sun. You have to stick to the Vedantic thoughts. That is your rescue. That makes you mentally mature, psychologically mature. So what they formerly called enlightenment, eh? moksha and so on, nirvana, is nothing but, my definition now, uh, mental maturity, psychological maturity. We become mature and not, and the mature that means we are grown, we have grown up, and it means not any more emotional, but uh, reasonable only, reasonable. 
And so if we know this and we hold on to this truth as much as we can and then we fall down every day, three, four, five times, but uh, at quiet times you always can remind yourself of this eternal universal truth which counts for every living soul, but you are at least a soul, one of the happy few who got this abstract secret. And uh, with this knowledge, you can lift yourself out of the uh, the muras, what do you call it, out of the uh, muras, is that English, muras? Yeah, you can pull yourself out by knowledge alone. Eh? Like, like in the Gita, this one quote I sent you, if you are the, the biggest, the, great, the worst of all sinners, you can cross the ocean of suffering ocean of sins by uh, taking recourse to the boat of knowledge that means this these things eh? like uh, these are they are absolute thoughts eternal thoughts that is our rescue nothing else should be on your mind always stick to these kind of thoughts these ideas eh? the ideas they are eternal at least uh, that is what I uh, feel to recommend you because that is how I I'm doing it, and I'm very uh, happy with this. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it, it, as as before, it's it's great to talk to you. I'm glad I was able to see you. Nice. You see me. Yeah, I'm yes. so happy that I can talk to you. And no connection problem. Yeah. That's okay. Um, so I uh, um, uh, need to send you. Uh, a, 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 I guess I forget how we did it last time. Did I send you a, a credit card? Um, uh, I think you did it per PayPal. Oh, PayPal. Okay. Yes, that's easiest. Eh? Just yeah, my uh, my usual uh, email address is for PayPal use. Also. But I do want to uh, tell you something about my ABC course, the Absolute Bliss Consciousness course. I, uh, I have made this course in Dutch and also in German. And now I have made, uh, it's my SEI course, so to speak. I thought I can uh, elaborate on this uh, course and deepen it and broaden it. And I made a course of 33 hours which I call the uh, ABC of life and it stands for absolute bliss consciousness eh? ABC absolute bliss that's the the nature of the Atma is uh, Sat Chit Ananda right so that right. is the in 33 lessons I convince the listener in a very simple way that uh, how the whole life is uh, constructed how everything works and yeah did you see this uh, announcements on my website on the ABC course um, I, I, I did uh, I did see an email from you um, about it and oh, yeah. I it, it was a while ago though I don't remember yeah um, what happened there. yeah yeah there is I sent probably a link but you can also find a link on my website to lesson one 
it, it's, uh, it starts out by explaining the consciousness paradigm. That is exactly meant for you, because the sun stands for consciousness, and your intellect, your uh, mercury, is in this consciousness, in the sun. So you have to adopt 24 hours a day the consciousness paradigm. And I uh, explain it in lesson one. You could uh, just click on it and enjoy and download it on your computer. And if you want uh, you, uh, for a small amount, it's, uh, I make it very cheap, uh, you get the 33 lessons. Eh? I, I ask uh, 167 euros for the entire course. But uh, the English version is still in the making, as I have done uh, 12 so far. But then if you order the course, you get every one or two weeks a new lesson. Right. That would be nice, then we keep in touch, and that is, is made for people like you, actually. Okay. It is, I, will, I, I will definitely uh, check out that lesson and, and uh, let you know. Great, yeah, good. So I'm going to uh, send, um, uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt if, if, you, if, if you were. No, it's, yeah. It's, um, I'm going to send a, a, you pay, via PayPal. Yeah. Um, and I, is, is it still 60 euros per hour? Is that? Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so what, what is the amount that I should send? Uh, here I have the recorder on, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the first uh, three, four, five minutes the recorder was not working properly, but this recording is now uh, one hour and ten minutes. Okay. I will send you, the, so let's say exactly uh, 70 euros. Eh? And I will send it uh, tonight or tomorrow. You get a link to this recording. Okay. Uh, and I will uh, get the PayPal out uh, by tonight. Great. All I right. was uh, so happy to speak to you about these most uh, deepest uh, secrets. You triggered out of me, yes. <laughs> well, um, it, there isn't really anything else that's worth more than uh, than delving into these questions because I agree. everything else really is far far less significant to me. Very good, very good. That's it. Now you're talking. Atma vaare mantavya shrotavya nididya sitavya. Do you know this saying? No. Only the Atma is worthwhile thinking about, speaking about, and uh, identifying yourself with. Only the Atma is worthwhile, the right. Yatya Falkya says. Right. Mari, she used to say, everything else is just fooling around. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's... Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan, to, uh, to contact me. Uh, will do. Okay. See you then. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 B